Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. I'm Arlene Bynum for John Oakley and hour two, the leak, healthcare, the province of Ontario. Anytime a politician mix, mixes around with healthcare, there is a great hue and cry across the land and there is a lot of warning and a lot of emotion, let's put it that way, between what we know from this leaked document. We don't know what is going to be um, finalized, but we do know that there has been a scrambling from those in the healthcare world saying that this could be a problem. My next guest is Natalie Mayra, who's executive director of the Ontario Health Coalition, joining us. Welcome, Natalie. Thank you for being here. Thanks so much for having me. All right, Natalie, you know, anytime, it is true, to be fair, anytime anybody wants to do something with health care, it is frightening for Canadians. Is this, is this a problem because of the change, or is it exactly what they're doing? Oh yeah, it's not. Um, it's not just regular change. This legislation is massive. It's an omnibus bill. That means it it amends. Got a lot appeals. in. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh yeah, it's tons, tons and tons of legislation. Every major piece of healthcare legislation would be changed by this bill. It covers 262 hospitals. You know, hundreds of long-term care homes, all of home care. It gives extraordinary powers to the government to order privatization, to order mega mergers of healthcare. It is a gargantuan and very, very, I think, threatening piece of legislation. So it's not the same old, same old at all. All right, let's let's undo this and and take a look at where you think the problem areas are. I know one of the areas that people were concerned about is with cancer care in the province of Ontario. There's lots of areas that are unique to Ontario that could be wiped out by this. What do you think, Natalie? Yeah, so some of, you know, the very eminent people who've been involved in um, cancer care in Ontario have raised the alarm about this, and we agree. So what the, the bill is going to take all the regional health governing bodies called the LINs, L-H-I-N-S, Local Health Integration Networks. It's just a terrible name. And they're going to merge them all into one. But they're also throwing in Cancer Care Ontario, the organ donation system, um, Health Quality Ontario, like all of these entities. And in Ontario, we have stellar cancer treatment. We have excellent cancer treatment. It is world-class. We have excellent doctors and nurses and health professionals and direct vital patient support staff in that area. We, you know, the, the treatment is excellent. I mean, if anything, we need more of it, more money going to the actual care, but we don't need... Uh, to mess with Ontario's cancer treatment system by throwing it into some new super bureaucracy that is a parallel, you know, another administration parallel to the Ministry of Health. 
um, that has this whole job of mega mergers and amalgamations and restructuring and privatization. Like that's a disaster. It's a, just a disaster in the making. Cancer care is not broken. We need more of it, but it's not broken. And so this would actually, it's extremely risky. And that's why people at such very high levels are warning openly that it ought not to be included. But the, you know, the whole act is a terrible act. All right. Let me ask you something. You know, there's always been some kind of an effort when it comes to health care and making sure, as anybody who's, who's been involved with it, that the money goes to all the right places, that it is not seeping out any cracks. Is there any way that this super agency could achieve that? Or do you think it's opening up, as you say, areas that are already working? Well, no, I think it's not only in dangerous areas that are already working, but the mergers and amalgamations and all that stuff. Remember in the Harris-Eves government, the 1990s? Mm-hmm, that's exactly what I'm they, thinking. Yeah, they merged the hospitals in Ontario. They ordered a whole bunch of clothes. They merged a bunch. They laid off thousands and thousands of nurses. That The plan for them was to save a billion dollars, to cut a billion dollars from the hospitals. In the end, over the years 1995 to 1999, they cut 800 million, but they spent, according to the provincial auditor, the costs for moving around services, having to build new buildings to take them, closing down, severing all those thousands of nurses, et cetera, was $3.9 billion. They spent $3.9 billion to save $800 million. That's money that never went to care. It just went to restructuring and so on. Now, this new legislation requires the super agency that they're creating mm-hmm to find opportunities for mega mergers. Every merger has to be double size, has to include multiple healthcare services, and they'll be different all all around Ontario. And of course, private companies will also be able to bid on them. So there's, you know, profit taking that will come out of healthcare services as a result of that. So no, it, you know, this thing is going to cost without a shadow of a doubt, billions of dollars, and I'm afraid that that money will be lost to care. See, what the government did was they they wrote this legislation in secret. It's been in in the works for months behind the scenes, and they didn't consult with anyone except for these insiders who have been the prime beneficiary. Like, who benefited from the last round of restructuring? It's the CEOs whose pay went through the roof. It's the consulting companies that have built, you know, skyscrapers in every large town now, but they, were, they weren't even big back, you know, at the beginning of all of this. But they make hundreds of millions, literally, from restructuring and so on. They're the people who fashioned this legislation, I'm sure of it. All right, there's and been a lot of pushback. Natalie, there's been a lot of pushback on this. Are you getting the sense that the... The province is listening to this. Nobody likes that kind of outcry. I hope so. I mean, so far, no. So far, what they've been saying seems to indicate that they still plan to introduce this legislation and push it through. But, um, you know, our goal certainly is to stop it. Just, it's a terrible piece of legislation. They, If they want to make massive changes, they have to engage in real public consultation that's meaningful. They have to talk with the people of Ontario. They have to talk with the frontline nurses and doctors and the health professionals and worker care workers. And, and, you know, they have the best ideas about 
how to improve healthcare, the patients and the patients advocacy groups, no one has been consulted on this. And it is, I'm afraid it would cause chaos for a decade in the health system if it was to be brought in. All right, let me ask you, the word privatization was the lead when this, this story first leaked. And then we got into all these other, the super agency. It seems like the super agency and how it could change the way people get care, is that more important than the privatization here? <laughs> That's a good question. I'm worried about the privatization because simply when you when you hand over like our not-for-profit hospital services that are run for the public good to private for-profit clinics, what happens is those clinics, well, one, there's safety issues and so on. They don't have the same safety regime at all. So there's danger to patients. But in addition, they extra bill patients. They charge OHIP, but then they also charge hundreds, often thousands of dollars on top for services that we've already paid for in our taxes. And, you know, mostly this is seniors trying to access care. So it's very hard on them. And it's illegal, actually, in Canada, but the clinics do it anyway. And so, you know, we're worried. That's the dismantling of public Medicare for all in Canada. And if you turn over the ownership and control of healthcare to for-profit companies, you undermine and possibly fatally undermine public health care for all. So that is a big problem. But also, I mean, I wouldn't understate the problem of the, these mega mergers that are going to cost a fortune. And I, I highly doubt that they would improve care at all. They certainly didn't the last time. Now, there's some, not everybody agrees on what can be done and that could save money here. There are some who say that, you know what, there is some room for reforms to fix the problems in the system. Would you oh, agree? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. But I mean, let's get real. Ontario funds health care at the lowest rate in the country. So it's not like we're spending a whole, you know, PEI does better than we do, right? So there is room to actually mm-hmm. improve the funding. But in addition to that, um, you know, we I think Ontarians are angry, and we certainly support this, that there's all kinds of middlemen and consultants and exorbitant CEO salaries and so on, taking money away from care, money that should be going to care, that we expect to go to ameliorate and improve care. And so, yeah, we need reforms that actually don't create a super bureaucracy, but actually take away a bunch of the requirements that are being that, that are required, for instance, of our local hospitals and move that money to care. You know, the shadow billing and all of this nonsense that they've done, pricing and so on. It's all just taking money away from actual frontline care. And, you know, there are reforms that could happen that would improve care. There's also safety reforms, you know, inappropriate, mm, yeah. you know, those sorts of things could be reduced. But uh, but so, you know, there are ways to actually improve safety and improve care without jeopardizing it in the way that this legislation does. All right. I'm sure we haven't heard the end of this. And Natalie Mara, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Thanks kindly. Thanks so much for having me. Have All a good day. Right. You too. Natalie is the executive director of the Ontario Health Coalition. Well, you just heard it sounding that alarm bell. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.